Like, what do you think the main confusion of the person that is uh, talk, talking to you? What do you think they are, they are, how they are reasoning all about the Trinity? How will you show them that it is not one, um, it is not three gods, but even though they are three, but they are one? How will you explain it to them? Like a rope. Yeah, you can explain it to them in that easy way. You can say to them that, look, if you look at a rope, a rope is very simple. A rope is complicated. You know, we can say God too is complicated in that way. And then we can say that, look, if you take a good look at a rope, a rope can be three ropes in one. You still call it one rope, even though there are three ropes in it. Some people have tried to explain it as uh, three in persons, one in being. So, in persons, one in being. It's just to show the hyper-dimensionality of who God is. There is a film I would like us to go and watch. How many of us have watched the film called Flat Landers? Has anybody seen it? Mommy... Esme, have you seen that film? Mm -hmm. It's about 2D men. So there are men that are made of 2D. And who can give an example of a 2D object? Sister Anita, do you know an example of a 2D object? In fact, what does the word 2D mean? Yeah, like a cartoon. 2D. 2D means second dimension two dimensions so one example of 2d is for example a square because it only has what two dimensions the dimensions it has is what length and breadth just two dimensions but if you want to look at 3d 3d has three dimensions because it has length breadth and height so you see there's three dimensions in it now if you want to look at something in 4d 4d has length breadth height and what again and time it's going through time that is four dimensions if you want to look at five dimensions we have what length breadth height time and energy we are living in the fifth dimension this dimension we live in is the dimension of energy energy can never be created or destroyed according to science but can only transfer from one state to the other we are living in the fifth dimension if you want to speak about the sixth dimension, you are speaking about length, breadth, depth or height, um, time, energy, and quantum phase. So when people are speaking about quantum theory, they are speaking about that higher realm where we are seeing electrons that can look like they are appearing in two places at the same time. Where people can see what they call 
spooky action at a distance where they are seeing quantum entanglements where like you can be controlling one electron here and it will be affecting another electron millions of light years away from you the mathematics concerning that one is accurate it has been proven so all these hyper and greater dimensions they have been found people have not even been able to explain these dimensions without being able to explain a super dimension if you want to go deeper into this some physicists are even beginning to speak about particles a particle is a super particle they are talking about electron a super electron there are all of these things even the physicists are showing us that there is a higher realm a super realm a supernatural realm above this realm so how will an atheist come to you and tell you that oh the physical world is all that we know no there are higher realms bigger than this realm and that is what we can use to explain to them that there is hyper dimensions to certain things now you see how all these dimensions are building on themselves on themselves god's dimension is so great that when you are speaking about a human being you are talking about one person one being but when you are talking about elohim elohim is plural it's not a singular word you are talking about a uh, i mean an entity that can have that can be three in persons and one in being so he is one in being one god but three in persons and we saw the beautiful um explanation of cause and effect that cause and effect exists in this world because cause and effect already exist in god relationship exists in this world because relationship already exists in elohim so because um, god is perfect like i don't want to be using the word gods but every time i use the word elohim you know i'm referring to a plural so elohim because i don't want to confuse or even the if i say gods our english is too small so i use the hebrew language so that to carry the correct gravitas that i'm trying to communicate to you here we spoke about cause and effect and we were able to prove to ourselves the feminine aspect of god and that is the holy spirit how the holy spirit gives birth to us how the holy spirit is the one that goes on top of the chaos of the water and of the deep and then brings about god's own supernatural meaning out of it how, how if you are not born of the spirit the holy spirit gives birth how the angel said that the child that you are about to have is of the holy spirit so at the end of the day let god give birth to us and we can see that god has that feminine side 
how in the Old Testament wisdom is described as a woman. So, and we still know that wisdom is God. So how do you reconcile that if there is no aspect of God that is feminine? In this dispensation of the Holy Spirit, we are seeing the women movement go across the earth. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is fighting for women in this day and age. Women now have the right to vote. They are now taking good care of. <clears throat> they are now earning more than men. They are now taking good care of themselves doing all sorts of great things out there in the real world. Why? Because they, this is the dispensation of the feminine Holy Spirit coming to this earth to come and show us Jesus. It is the job of the mother to, you know, like if you have a wife that you want to be your wife, it is best for her to have a close relationship with your mom because she can then ask the mom, what kind of food does he like? What is he like? What are his good sides and his bad sides? Because men will not tell you that kind of thing. So the Holy Spirit is now here with us. And we, we are the bride of Christ. And then if we want to know the mind of God, we need to have the Holy Spirit in us. So the feminine Holy Spirit is telling us, this is what Jesus likes. This is what he does not like. This is the way he, these are the things that you do that makes him sad. These are the things you do that makes him glad. All of these things. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. And to show us things, even things that Jesus did not even tell us. The Holy Spirit will tell us more and more of it. So, I know that the Holy Spirit has a bad rep because the Holy Spirit does not explain herself or who she is, but she has come to explain who God is, who Elohim is, who Jesus is to us because she is preparing us for the marriage, for our, our wedding day where we will get married to Jesus and get to know him more and more. We saw cause and effect. And we saw eternal cause and eternal effect. If you sit on a chair, your, your bum is the cause of the shape of the chair. The, the effect is the shape that the chair will take. And then there is the distinction between the what? The cause and the effect. God the Father is the cause. God the Son is the effect. And God the Holy Spirit is the differentiation that puts, that allows us to know, okay, this is God the Father and this is God the Son. That is why the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit did not give birth to Jesus in the past and that was it. Remember when we spoke about the, eterna, the eternality of God, how God is an eternal is, an eternal now. The Holy Spirit is presently, constantly giving birth to Jesus as an express image of who God the Father is. God the Father 
sent his son through God the Holy Spirit into this earth. Uh, all of these mysteries of the kingdom, digging deeper, we dug deep into them. And we were able to see God in a very big and new light. I want to speak about our logical explanatory power. How we are, uh, that the logic of our, of our explanation has power. Challenge me where you can. Think deep where you can. If, if I say something now and you know that there's a Bible verse that contradicts it, let us talk of it now because what we are dealing with are sensitive subjects. If I go to a normal Christian now and tell them that, oh, that I have a, that I have a mother in God, they'll say, what? Heresy. Because they only know God as the Father or God as the Son, but they don't see the Holy Spirit as the feminine side of God. Until I start to take them through why I believe the way I do and show them all the clues in the Bible that prove that the Holy Spirit is the feminine aspect of God. So there is logical explanatory power. That is to say the explanation first and foremost has to have the power to explain the effect why we are saying it. It does no good to have a simple theory if it has no explanatory power. That would be worthless as a theory to say, oh, but this theory is so simple, but it explains nothing. So simplicity can be sacrificed if there is a substantial gain in explanatory power. And I believe that necessity should not be confused with simplicity when talking about Occam's razor, which we spoke about three weeks ago in the past. Who can remember what Occam's razor is? Occam's razor is a logical tool that tells us that we shouldn't explain things too much. You don't need an explanation of the explanation of the explanation. If somebody should ask you a question and you want to logically explain it, then Occam's razor helps you to explain it in not just a simple way, but a necessary way. That this is the necessary explanation. Another your theoretical virtue would be explanatory scope. So we're speaking about explanatory power. Now explanatory scope. By scope, I mean about consistency. See how when I was telling you about the femininity of the Holy Spirit, I was taking from this verse of the Bible. I was taking from here. I was taking from here. Taking from here, from here, from here, from here. In order to show you that it covers a great scope as a logical explanation. So when you are trying to dig deeper into understanding God, one good tool you can ask yourself is that, does this explain most of the scope, the data? 
you need a broad range of data. If you have an explanation that has a broader explanatory scope, as well as good explanatory power, that also might be a reason to offset adopting a more complex theory. So you can sacrifice simplicity for a gain in explanatory scope. So when I say that the universe has a cause, who remembers the, uh, the humunculus argument? It's a <laughs> any anyone. It's an argument about the man in your brain, and the man in the brain of the man in your brain, and the man in the brain of the man in your brain of the man in your brain, and it just is an infinite regress, you know. And that one is absurd. It does not make sense. You cannot go infinite regression into the past that is why anybody that tries to use some sort of infinite regress to say that the universe is eternal in the past it doesn't make sense because Zeno's paradox tells us that when you're dealing with infinity you cannot have an infinite regress if not you won't go anywhere you won't reach anywhere it doesn't make sense. So, when I say the universe has a cause, there must be a first cause, you know, then, because one of the names you can give to God is that God, you are the first cause. The first cause of all causes in the whole world. God is the first cause. So, when I say that the universe must have a cause it has a broader explanatory scope than just saying that the universe popped into being uncaused because then we can say why is it only universes that can pop into being uncaused and i mean i don't know why any atheist will believe in their heart that the universe just pop into being but atheism is not what is even taking over the whole world now. We have people who are saying that I am spiritual but not, not religious. People are becoming spiritual. They are, they are talking to spirit guides that are out there. They are doing hum yoga and calling entities into their life metatron azazel all of these entities they have names baal ashtaroth zeus ah they are, you will know all their names and it's so sad we have yeah we have work as a christian to do this is to show to us that not everybody in this world believes that the universe just pop into being just like that. Somewhere in our heart, we believe that there is a higher cause. But the whole world is just lost because Satan's deception is too deep. Only God can save these people. 
So we have to pray that God will not allow, because if we Christians are not evangelizing, are not putting forth our Christian ideas, one day you will wake up and find yourself surrounded by people who don't think like you. And they will start to force their indoctrination upon you, upon your children, upon your life. And they will start to vote people into power that are not for you. So, evangelize. Preach the gospel. Tell somebody every day about Jesus. If you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for the sake of your children, for your future. Tell people of Jesus. The best legacy you can leave on earth is Jesus. Some people from a biological perspective think that the best legacy they can leave on earth is to pump as many children as they want into this earth. <laughs> that one is nothing new. There are many bad men out there who, you know, when Hitler was born, if he knew Jesus very well, he would not have gone to go and do everything that he did. His heart would have caught him or touched him at one point. But because Jesus was absent from his life, having a deep, special, personal relationship with Jesus, he did not have. So let us preach, preach, preach. The devil has deceived too many people all around the world. I will round up by saying this. Because if, the, if this universe popped into being, then why is it not, why do we not have every universe doing the same thing? Why is it that we can't have many things doing that right now, popping into being? You, you know what me I would like? I would like to go into my bank account and see money, millions just pop in there into being. It doesn't happen. So God will help us as we go out and preach the gospel and, con and, con and continue to spread our seeds, you know, on many waters and, pro and ensure our future and the future of our children and our children's children, children in Jesus' name. Any, uh, any question, any comments, anything anybody would like to add? I mean, I know I've said quite quite a lot, but all of these new agers that are out there, they are the ones that are mostly deceived because they don't even use logic anymore to explain their things. Some of them have names for their guides, spirit guides. That will come into their room in the night. Some of them have spirit wife that will sleep with them. And on the news, the CIA just released that UFO is real. So all of the conspiracy theory we were hearing of people in the past that somebody came into their room in the night was doing experiments on them. Now they are telling us UFO is real. After all these years, they try to cover it up. And now it has come to light. 
all these spiritual entities that are out there. We need to cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and dig deeper into the word of God. God will help us in Jesus' name. Mommy, ask me anything you would like to add. Mm. Really? <laughs> Sister Anita, you are welcome. Pastor, anything you'd like to add or any question? Mm, I just want to say that uh, we're at the age now where everything has to be carried out with a high level of and tactic. Tactic. Yeah. Because of the amount of knowledge and misinformation, information out there. Can you hear the pastor? Yeah. Many people seem to not know which one is the truth anymore. Even the ones that are that are Christians. It's just because I heard somebody say that the Bible is not complete. There are some other parts of the Bible, and they are still Christians, but they are going into all of these, um, what's the word, apocryphal Bibles that we don't believe in. Well, some people, you know, the apocryphal and all these things, when you dig deep into church history, mm. When they went to the the Nicene, yeah, the Council of Nicaea. Yeah. Uh, for me, whether it is part of the Bible or it's not part of the Bible, mm. Holy Spirit is the great teacher. Yeah. Like there are so many mysteries mm. that could be hidden in the Bible. Mm. Holy Spirit needs to bring it out to mm. understand it. Yeah. And some that are not. Maybe not in the Bible. Maybe I say maybe not mm. in the Bible. Yeah. But Holy Spirit will teach us all things. Yeah. Yeah. He will teach us all things. Mm. But we have to be very careful because people dabble into spiritism, mm. not into the spiritual. Mm. Or not even into Jesus. Not to Jesus. Yeah. Because even as we are talking about the Trinity, yeah. there are still some. They don't have that intellectual concept uh -huh. to know that rope and the hyper-dimensionality. So, different, 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 maybe this is, the, this is the scope of somebody's revelation. Yeah. yeah. I'll say the main heart of evangelizing is to win souls. Win souls. So, the tactic is very important in the sense that you don't want to offend for the sake of it. If you are going to offer, make sure that God is the one commanding you to do so at that point in time. But to win souls is a tactic. Sometimes you have to offend. Sometimes you have to speak gently. But it is like whatever will win your soul, I will do it. To, the, to, to those people who will not respect you unless you talk tough, unless you talk harsh, talk tough and harsh. To those people who will not respect, I mean, who will 
respect you when you talk gentle then talk gentle to the weak i became weak to the strong i became strong so it's a tactic of wisdom yeah mm. mommy ask me I just want to ask a question. You said something about wisdom. Yeah. Um, I was on Zoom last week for a few years. And um, the passage that again was not from the Bible. It was from Book of Wisdom. Hmm? And I, hmm. I was wondering, you know, is this something that they, they have to do in the church? Yeah, the Catholics have all sorts of books. Yeah. Um, maybe this is one subject I will prefer I will prepare for next two weeks from now. Why do we believe in some books of the Bible? I not believe in some books of the Bible. Maybe I will just prepare for us for that next yeah, two weeks. Proverbs. Teaching or what? Yeah. Anyway, God will help us. You know, I've been learning about the um, what is it? The Mormons. The Catholics, you know, the, when you start to go deep into them, even though on the outside, some of them, you know, their doctrines are fine, but there's too much baby and bath water mixed in together that for you to divide the word of truth rightly to separate the babies from the bath um, water is going to be very hard. So there are many distortions, heresies of the Bible out there. And I will prepare in the next two weeks why we believe that the 66 books of the Bible we have are the ones that are there, yeah, that are good for us, and why the rest are just confusing. Thank you. I just want to thank you for coming.